was popping, was popping, was popping. Welcome to Nikki and Moose. I'm Nikki. That's Moose. What's up, Moose? What up, y'all? And it is episode 55. <laughs> and on today's episode, we're going to be talking about 700 and something million dollars that LeBron James just got or we'll talk about Big it. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, Meg the Stallion and Popeyes. Yeah. Okay. And then, yeah, we're going to talk about it. I was debating on this. Moose didn't think I wanted to talk about this. We're going to talk about the Kyrie to get vaccinated, to not to go on your beliefs, to not to lose money, to not you pretty much mm-hmm. get the point. Moose, how are we feeling about this episode? Yeah, I'm excited for this dialogue, man. This is, uh, it's a, again, it's, uh, my favorite episodes are the ones where we have a good balance of everything. And with the Kyrie situation mixed into this, this is going to be good. Let's get into this intro. Two kids from Queens, cut from a different cloth. Now joining forces, helping you to elevate your personal brand. Yeah, I'm talking about Nikki and Moose, bringing you a never before seen perspective into the mindset, the mentality, the behaviors, the driving force, but more importantly, the stories behind the people and brands that you know and love the most. And you already know what time it is. It is the review of the week. Shout out to everybody who leaves us a review. This one says, episode 53. Nikki and Moose, champions, leaders in their own rights. Not only informative, thought-provoking, but seeks to empower advocate, advocates for those who have autonomy as mm. well as those who seek to find their own agency. Provides knowledge of current events insider trends and markets gems to inspiring and igniting by simplifying the creative wow. process behind leveling the playing field for those unrecognized to leveraging abilities. Wow. That, that felt like those, the whole tongue twister yeah. kind of situation. The mixture of vocabulary there was rich. I ain't even going to lie. That's, uh, that's what's up. That's what's up. Thank Yo, you. Listen, oh. Thank you for the review. Once again, I totally appreciate in these reviews of them truly understanding the show. Like they truly embodied the show in the review. So shout out to everyone who is leaving a review. We we watch them. No, well, we read them, right? Mm -hmm. And we share them. We put them on our Twitter and our Facebook. Um, Yeah, we just appreciate you. And of course, uh, welcome and shout out to all our new and vets as far as our audio listeners and viewers. Welcome, Moose. How are we welcome feeling to the squad. today? Yes. How Man, are we pretty feeling? good. Yeah, pretty good. Not as eventful as last week. Uh, solid colors on today. Shout out to Isaiah for uh, totally remixing <laughs> what my him. week looked like I in a three minute video. Him. It was hilarious. He I got knew both it, of you us. Know? You yeah, you know, it's funny. As I was saying it, I kind of knew it was coming. I'm like, oh, this is probably something Isaiah is going to say, but it's too late. You might as well just go with it now. So uh, thank you, sir, for making us laugh. I did see the one that he put up of you, too. That was hilarious. See, but the thing is, I didn't react to yours when I heard it. I just, we just keep it moving. Whatever. Casual. Right? Yeah. Shout out to Isaiah, of course, for not letting it go. <laughs> and then with mine, I was like... No, no, don't cut that. And it would be wrong (laughs) if I didn't post that, but I posted yours. I was like, all right. One and one. Yeah, I was like, we'll we'll both get cracked on. That's that's fine. Whatever. Um, It's fair. Right. What what can you you say about this week? No, what can I don't want to get in trouble this week. What can you Mm. say about this week? I'm not Um, I'm not saying anything. Yeah, no, I mean, this week was good, you know, just, uh, yeah, 
Good, yeah, I don't know. Uneventful, <laughs> but good. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was a good week. It was a good week. People, yeah, he complain. is censoring himself. It's not even censoring yeah. me anymore. He is censoring <sighs> himself. It is crazy. I try. I try, people. And I'm, I'm listen, I'm great. Uh I had a great three day summit. Shout out to everybody who watched Fire. the uh monetize your sum monetize your summit. Monetize yeah. your brand summit. Um, that was dope and unique. Mm -hmm. And we had, the numbers were crazy. It was like, and I'm talking about comments, like over a thousand comments the first day, over a 5,000 comments the second day and actually broke YouTube. Okay. Wow. Like every single time they hit the emojis, like a whole guap of it, 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 it broke it down. Like. The stream would break. I'm like, wow. yo. So that's different. Yeah. That's different. Um, and then the third day we got over four thousand comments, people loving it. You know, I I make sure that it's not just empowering and makes you feel like you could do something. No, here, do something. Please. Mm. Please. So I love um, it. yeah, it was very eventful. Very, very eventful. Very nerve wracking too. I will say that. Oh, I can imagine. It's one it's one thing to do it once and it's over with, but when you have it running for three days in a row, it's like, oh, keep it coming. Keep yeah, it, it was, coming. It was definitely, yeah. definitely different. But shout out to everybody who watched the Monetize Your Brand Summit. We we appreciate you. Um, but let's get into this episode. So, first one. Uh Popeyes and Meg the Stallion. So, Meg put out a tweet. Yes, hotties, it's true. The MF hottie sauce is dropping at Popeye's October 19th. So, pull up and get you some fire, 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 fire. Not only that, but your girl is now franchise owner and will be opening my very own Popeye's location. Wow. So... I really wow. love this because this is now starting to be no, not just another brand deal. Let me, let me own something too. Let me start. And I think, of course, I'm going to give credit, even though maybe somebody did it before him. I'm going to give credit to Rick Ross of maybe like, yo, I love Wingstop, but I'm going to own a few. But he didn't have a sauce. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a flavor. So it wasn't that, right? right? But I like how everybody is being attracted to Meg Thee Stallion. She recently got a Nike deal, right? Um, Which is, hold on, can can we talk about this, how smart Nike is? And I'm going to say it because you, you probably won't, but I'll say it. If females are... Now dancing and twerking and squatting, right? Hmm. Nike is flipping that on some, you're going to need Nike to do these squats, to do these exercises, to do this type of dance. And Nike totally uh, supports it by giving you your own line, right? Why Hmm. not, right? Nike is smart. I'm Nike... Shout out to you, okay? Shout out to you who is like, I don't know how we can get into this world. However, she looks like she's sweating. This is actually like a type of dance, and dance is considered some type of cardio. So we might as well pair up with Meg Thee Stallion, one of the hottest female artists right now, and, and do that. So shout out to Nike. That was smart. <laughs> right. But two, um, with Popeyes, I think, of course, because she calls everybody hotties and everything and hot girl summer, um, taking that and it's like, yo, you want to make a sauce? Cool. Let's do that. And I could only, you know, give props to Meg because she, she said, you know what? I'm going to own some some locations as well. I think that's so mm-hmm, dope. Mm-hmm. I don't. Yeah. I, that's for me. I, I think that's so dope. Yeah. Yeah. I think what, what caught my interest is that 
it said locations with an S. Like, oh, it's yes. more than one. You know? Yes. Like, that's that's cool. Like, she's going in there with multiple things. No, but it's a great move. I mean, uh, obviously, chicken and just the idea of Popeye's in the community mm-hmm. is, is one of the more popular restaurants, right? Or one of the more popular fast food chains. So to get your name tied onto something that has been around for, I mean, God, I, I don't know. I'd have to look it up. But I'm, I want to say at least... 30, 40, 50 years or so, it seemed like Popeye's been around for a minute. So just to collaborate with a company that's been around for, for that long, the the interesting thing about giving them a product, I don't know that Popeye's has ever carried like unique or branded hot sauces of mm-hmm. one particular type before, All right? So now you're driving traffic through the product for people who are going in just to get the hot sauce. And it's a lot like you know, when, when people pair products or pair things together, it's rare that you're going to go in and just get the hot sauce and walk out. Like right. at the cash register, you're going to smell the chicken. You're going to see this. You're going to see that. You're going to be tempted to be like, ah, you know what? Okay, I'm going to grab a number two while I'm at it. So, yeah, yeah. yeah no, I think it's, it's cool how, how they're pairing, you know, some of these products together in certain verticals that just make sense. They complement one, one another. So it plays off of each other. Great. So... Do you think, and here's, here's my question, do you think that Popeye's copied McDonald's? Uh, Meaning? Absolutely. <laughs> oh, I'll let you finish. Yeah. Well, I'll let you finish. I, I thought you were going to mention Travis Scott maybe, but yeah. No, 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 no. Because, I mean, we saw Travis Scott. We've seen Sweetie. Um, I feel like somebody else did it. I can't remember, but Travis Scott is clearly the uh the winner of these yeah. little different uh brand deals when it comes to McDonald's. So now here comes Popeyes with, well, let's get Meg the Stallion before you go get Meg the Stallion. Mm-hmm. You know? Um I think it's cool. However, let me be a little controversial. Let me be this okay. way. Take it two there. seconds. Two seconds, yeah. right? Why couldn't uh, Popeyes, and maybe this is because you know your audience, and I'm cool with this, but why couldn't Popeyes try to find um, a Caucasian person <laughs> for instead uh, of a uh, African American for chicken? Uh, I'm just, I'm just. Yeah, well- we're, we know the answer. I yeah, know, we know, I know. No, but no, so <laughs> so here's two ways. I'm I'm really saying this not just to stir up the pot, but of course, I appreciate, you know, Popeyes who do know their audience and knows they do cater to minorities to pick one of the best uh minority who's doing it on top of a f- as as well as being a female. So I could appreciate that. I'm just stirring up the pot of like yeah. Popeyes. Yeah, no, you, you are. You know what I will say? Hmm. You know what I will say on that same token, though? I would love it if, if they're going to go that route mm-hmm. and collaborate with younger up and coming artists who are just, you know, absolutely on a rocket ship right now in terms of their growth. I would love it that they start introducing some form of healthier options at at their restaurants. Now I'm not saying all of a sudden become vegan and organic and this, but maybe you bring better quality chicken, right? Like just introduce, give people the option to at least have healthy alternatives at the spot. Like don't keep going for the cheapest product so that the profit margins are great. If you're going to do these types of collaborations, at least infuse good nutrition into the community because they're not going to go the other route. But at least go this route. If you're going to go that approach, okay, cool. But give the people some good food to eat. I see what you did there. I, see I mean, I, I'm just saying. I would, I would at least small want things, that. You know what I'm just saying? Just small yeah, things. Yeah, at, le- at least give us a good, yeah. Don't, don't give us the, the fake paper chicken that, uh, you know what I'm saying? I don't know what it's going to turn into when we eat it. But at least <laughs> give us something. To, give us real chicken. Can we ask for that? You collaborate with Matt, give us real chicken. That's the trade-off. Listen, I'm for it. Yeah. I'm for it. Uh, but congratulations, Meg. Um, this huge and that she's going to be a franchise owner. That's that's super dope. But let's get into 
Whew. Um, yeah. Moose gave me this. Uh, LeBron, I don't know how you could stop him. Crazy. Like, Crazy. I don't, I don't know how you could stop him. And so LeBron James scores a $725 million Spring Hill deal with Nike, Redbird, and Fenway Sports Group. Hmm. So, so Moose, enlighten the people, yeah. what is Spring yeah. Hill? Why this is worth so much? <clears throat> what in the man. world? Yeah, yeah. So, so, so first off, man, shout out to Maverick Carter. That, that is my, uh, my idol from a distance, right? I feel like uh, hopefully someday, you know what I'm saying? Someday soon. Hey, Maverick, special request, sir. Huh? I'm saying, Brother, Mr. Maverick Carter, special request from the Nikki and Moose podcast. You know, would love to have you on sometime. Uh, huge, huge fan. Lo- love the work. Love just the mindset, the mentality. Uh, you know, just just would love to have one of these. Five minutes, not too long. It's five minutes. Chat it up a little bit. Would be great. Yeah, just just five. But uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for listening. And um, talk to you soon. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> Like it's a whole voicemail. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You got to do the formal, you know, polite letter on audio so he knows it's sincere. No, but seriously, Um, man, incredible, incredible business mind. So basically, just for those who have been listening or just kind of coming across this, like what is going on? It's not a $725 million deal. It's a $725 million evaluation. Spring Hill is their production company that they started some years back. And they have been deep into storytelling, right? There are multiple interviews where Maverick Carter has come out and said when he interned at Nike, the biggest thing that he learned was that Nike doesn't produce sneakers. They don't sell sneakers. They sell stories. So once he recognized the art of what they were doing, he really focused all of his energy on doing just that, retelling stories that matter for athletes, for minorities, people of the community, right? Different stories and kind of projecting those, those voices. So that production company has landed deals with Nike and some of these other companies that its most recent deal gave it an evaluation because they sold the minority stake. So they sold a certain percentage of the company away to this major deal or this major company, and it gave it a $725 million evaluation. So just, we already know LeBron is worth a bill, but now their production company is on the verge of reaching that billion-dollar mark in terms of its overall evaluation. So huge, huge, huge deal, not to mention the fact that I think earlier in the week, they also acquired another uh, another fitness company. I think it's called Tonal, which yeah. is like that... Uh, what is it? I don't know. How do you how do you describe that? It's like the the working out version of Peloton, I guess oh, you would call with it. The, on the wall and everything. On the wall yeah, with the computer it's... screen and the bar. It's like a virtual gym, if you will, but or an in, an interactive gym. But they they acquired, you know, struck a deal with them as well just earlier in the week. So the fact that and I and I would love that thing. That's that would be one of my questions. Like when these things are happening, do they plan? to like release or announce them both in the same week so that they can just blow up the entire channel for an entire week. Cause it's like, yo, both deals in the same week, they were literally two days apart. But no, I think it's just a, a major, major accomplishment and just love what they're continuing to do over there. Well, LeBron's been busy. Didn't he open up like an institution like last week or something like that? He's, well, he's he just... has his I Promise School. Yeah, that's um, that's been up yeah. and running for a minute, yeah. But it's a, he's just been busy. But Mm -hmm. the thing that got me with this particular deal is one of the partners is Epic Games, right? Mm -hmm. And they've done work before, but Mav was on, of course, a recent interview about this whole um, situation. And this is what he said. Metaverse is the future of the world. I'm just happy that we're partners with Epic, so we're gonna be a part of that future. And as they build the future of the world and build what the metaverse actually looks like, 
Spring Hill Company will be their partner as they build everything that's happening in the metaverse and digitally. We will be their partner for what's happening in real life. And how does content play a part in the metaverse? How does things that they launch in the metaverse also play a, come to life in the real world? We did the first ever partnership with Epic where they launched a skin. They launched a LeBron skin in the game and we did a real life experience and a real life piece of content in real life that launched at the same exact time, the first time they've ever done that. And we're gonna do much more of that. Hmm. Wow. So I like this because it comes to, when we're talking about partnerships, what point, and I'm gonna lean on Moose for this a lot, is at what point do you think about how much money this is going to make me? And then at what point are you thinking about the forward thinking? How, how much is this partnership going to make me relevant for the future? Am I going to be ahead of things? Am I going to stay relevant in the next five, 10 years instead of maybe just thinking about what's relevant right now? And so we saw and we went over the whole, you know, Fortnite deal with with LeBron and how he had a skin and how he came out with actual product. The fact that they're being intentional with saying, hey, you think about the virtual world, the metaverse, and we're going to think about how that content can come to real life. And combined it and stopped truly separating the two, but making it a, a full-blown experience when you go into the metaverse and when you're dealing with real life. So I, I'm, I'm looking at it like with partnerships and, and being in business, do, yeah. do you now, once you're seeing these types of deals... Do we have to start thinking about, yo, there's a lot of things that are changing where we're hearing mm -hmm. more about the metaverse. We're hearing about NFTs. We're hearing about crypto. We're hearing like it's not going away. I, I recently heard a Meek Mill interview and we'll get into that later. But all he was saying was, oh, I'm probably going to get out of music in a few a uh, few years, but I'll drop it in an NFT. I'll get more into the metaverse. So I'll get like, so people are starting to make that into a regular yeah. thing. So yeah. when we look at it, how much do we think about money and how much we think about the future? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at this point in time, I think it's, it's, they're both equally important. And when, when we say future, you got to you, like for those of you listening, you got to understand what that means. Right. It's you have to think, how can you add longevity to your brand? You can't expect that just because you're relevant today, you're going to be relevant 10 years from now, 20 years from now. As generations get older, how can you start to plant your brand, your company, your product, your service in the ears or in the in the path of the younger generation so that as they're navigating their interest, they start to get introduced to what you do as well. So when you think about why this is genius from LeBron's camp is because this is not LeBron who is 20 something years old, who has a lifeline in the NBA and is going to get this free marketing and, and being publicized by the NBA, you know, all over the world. He's at the end of his career where maybe in three to five years, he's going to be completely phased out, where at some point there is going to be some kid growing up in the next five years. If you ask him, hey, who's your favorite player? LeBron James is not going to be even an option to him because they're not going to know. Right. But what are they going to know? This meta world, right, or this metaverse world, which is literally a virtual world where people can pretty much exchange Everything from digital products to digital housing, like from what I've learned about it so far and and a, a good friend of mine, his son, Caden, shout out to Caden. I think they listen to this as well from time to time. Caden was kind of introducing me to this whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, this is an entire world that for business people, especially if you're in the in the in the business of storytelling and, and really thinking about how you can introduce it. It's a very smart partnership to 
put yourself in the longevity. You add years to your brand. So I would even say, Nick, it's probably even 60-40 because if, you, if you're making money right now and you're able to add years to your brand or your company by making it younger, well, guess what? You've just extended the money that you're making now for an additional 10, 20 years based on where you collaborate and position yourself. Fair. Yeah. I'm not even mad at that. That's, that's yeah. a good percentage. That's a good percentage. Little, little I'm, some, I'm, some. I'm, I'm like, I'm so torn because I'm like, the, the bag is important, right? Mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. bag is super important. However, comma. I want to be yeah. relevant. I'm not partnering Absolutely. with you if I can't be relevant later. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. I'm, yeah. I'm doing something to get uh, more exposure. I'm getting some. Well, that could be one of the reasons. That may not be the main reason, but that for some may, yeah. uh, exposure and relevance is important. So, yeah. Yeah. Let me share. Let me share this real quick while we're on it. Right. Go ahead. Um, I've been getting into. Uh, the show Billions on okay. Amazon Prime. And I don't, I, I don't typically like binge on any shows, but I've been catching an episode from time to time here and kind of starting to learn about it. And um, th- this applies to it, right? And this is probably something that I'll have to do like some form of like business master cl- masterclass at, at some point about it. But in one of the episodes, the the guy who is like one of the main characters, Bobby Axelrod, I think his last name is. And for those of you who watched it, you probably know where I'm going with it. If you haven't, just listen to this part right here, right? Because it literally is a formula for how you can stay relevant and, and, and build your business to new heights, right? Mm-hmm. So in short, he's having a conversation with his wife where his wife is launching a new business and, and, and he didn't want to tell her that your, your business is not going to succeed. But she was going to him like, hey, put me in the room, put me in the room. I want to sit down at the table and negotiate this thing. So she catches him at a bad time and he just tells her this thing. Here's why it won't going to work. It's not going to work. You're not the best in the world at it. Your service formula or delivery of method is not something you invented. There's no part of the process that's patentable. Or creates a unique user experience. You don't have an isolated market sector and you haven't branded the concept. So it's a little, it's a little dense. But if you think about what he's saying, he's really saying, you know, what part of the business have you demolished in a way that's been so unique, uh, so, so dominated and isolated to you that's going to keep you around forever? If you don't have that, it almost makes no sense to stay on it you know, or, 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 or look to build it long-term. So again, when you think about why these partnerships are relevant, it's exactly for that reason. It keeps them in the game for a longer lifeline. That's good. I hope people took notes on that one. That was, yeah. that was really yeah. good. Sheesh. Yeah. Sheesh. Um, all right, let's, let's talk about it. Let's, Switch gears. Yeah, let's let's have this conversation. So if you haven't been on social media for a few weeks, um, I don't know, maybe you watch ESPN. Maybe you watch CNN because it was on there too. Yeah. It's everywhere pretty much. You had to see it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, you had to. Um, and disclaimer, we are not saying... Take the vaccine. Do not take the vaccine. We're not. Oh yeah. We're not coming to this topic with that approach. Okay. Uh, however, you want to deal with this, how you deal with it, and we will support you regardless. Right. But Kyrie Irving, who is a NBA player of the Nets, who I was very excited about, by the way. Um, is now not able to play. I think, I don't know if it's still home, home games, games or just overall um, games because he is not getting vaccinated. And mm-hmm. he was very silent for a bit on everybody giving their two cents of is Kyrie retiring? Is he leaving the NBA? 
Why is the Nets keeping him? Is this fair? Is this not? So here's what Kyrie said just a little bit. He went live recently and he did speak on the manner of, you know, what what's happening by him not being vaccinated. So let's listen to this. Fine. You know, nobody's going to hijack my voice. Nobody's going to take the power away from me that I have for speaking on these things, you know, and don't believe that I'm retiring. Don't believe that, you know, I'm going to give up this game uh, for a vaccine mandate or staying unvaccinated. Don't believe any of that shit, man. Like, like really be aware of what's being said uh, before I even get a chance to be on the podium and speak for myself. You know what I'm saying? Like all these people saying all these things about what's going on with me and it's just not true. Pay attention to what's going on out in the real world. You know, people are losing their jobs to these mandates. Uh, people are having to make choices with their own lives, which I respect, you know, and and I don't want to um, sit here and, and play on people's emotions either. Just use logic. You know, what would you do? You know, if, if you felt uncomfortable going into the season uh, when you were promised that you would have exemptions, So, I'll start this one off. So, I want to point out uh, the last part where he said, how would you feel? Like, would you be comfortable if you were promised certain exemptions? Now, if that is the case, for me, my thought process is that's kind of foul, right? Now... Me and Moose have had multiple, not multiple, but like a few conversations about this whole vaccine situation and, uh, you know, taking COVID tests and all this stuff. And my whole thing is I can understand why uh, certain companies, uh, big time names are mandating this situation. I can understand it. It doesn't mean I agree with it. I can understand it. My reason of understanding it is if this is the only solution, quote unquote, that is out there in the public, mind you, there's a lot of things we are, you know, we deemed as being the only thing because this is what they're only advertising. Okay. So if, Getting vaccinated is the only way to truly protect people with this COVID-19 situation that put the whole world in a super standstill. And if numbers go outrageous again, we can go right back to it. I can semi understand why, especially people like the NBA and NFL you know, like I can understand why that may be a bit mandated. Now, where you have to be a big boy or big girl about it is you have to understand with the world watching entertainment like that and you getting paid millions of dollars, you have a choice. You know, you have a choice. Do I take it or do I not? And if I don't, I have the risk of no longer being on this team, maybe let alone the league. That that could get a little bit tricky. Now, I will go, like I said, I will go back to what he said. If they had promised him maybe earlier before the season started, or I think we're in preseason right now. Um, Hey, you don't have to. And now it changed. I can understand feeling a certain kind of way, but you can't really be shocked. That's how I feel about it. Like you can't really be shocked about this. You have been paid millions of dollars to go by the rules of this particular um, 
this this particular industry, this particular situation. Millions. You have a choice. Now he 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 stands on his choice and I can only support it. You know, it it is somebody's how do I put this? It is somebody's choice of what they put in their body, what they don't. But you have to be truly, truly cool with you leaving a huge amount of money and opportunity right there. That's your choice. Now, I do yeah. appreciate that he's not like some people that can be very um, ignorant and just say, you know, whatever they want. Like he was silent for a while, um, you know, practice when he could, always had a mask on when he was practicing. Like he did what he could with still believing what he did. Yeah. But it's, it's not about what's fair or what's not. It's more on this is now starting to be a true situation with certain businesses. I, mm -hmm, I think mm -hmm. Nick just gave me uh, something about Delta that they're actually not making it mandated to um, get vaccinated anymore. Let me get it right mm -hmm. here. Uh, Delta Airlines CEO announces company will ditch COVID vaccine mandate because you know why? Because a lot of people are leaving. Straight like, up. You may not have employees. I know what you're trying to do, but you may not. Um, mm -hmm. And it goes always to, there are people who just don't want to be told from a health standpoint what to do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, look, I, 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 respect, I respect Kyrie Irving and just his overall stance and his approach with this, all right? Everyone's gonna have their approach with it. I think the vaccine conversation has probably been just as, if not more divisive than the race, religion conversations, political conversations that have happened over the last 18 months to two years, right? Like yeah. I feel like we've definitely been divided and this is one of those things that have created again where at first it was mask, no mask, and then it was vaccine, no vaccine, and people were, you know, shred to parts because of that. But I think you got to respect what he's what he's doing, because for one. Other parts of his life align with the position that he's taken here. Yes. Right. Uh, I, I think maybe uh, maybe I'm a little biased here because he he recently came out and at least uh, uh, said that he claimed to have taken on the Muslim faith. He was practicing Ramadan during the season last year, right? Fasting, doing the whole nine. So you got to respect it. Like this is someone who is really not just saying, ah, I'm trying to cause disruption. I want attention. So I'm going to go against the rules and be a rebel. No, you got to look at his actions over the last three to five years. It's not even just last year or the year prior to that. Three to five years, he's left two teams because he was unhappy with either who he was playing with or mentally he just couldn't couldn't really connect the dots he wasn't happy with what was happening started to make changes in his own beliefs and himself and how he interacted with the media how he played the sport how he did what he does so you gotta respect that personal choice mm -hmm. now the other part of it to me that i i think is also not fair or forget fair because I know people are going to say life ain't fair, but it's just not clear enough to say, yep, he absolutely is out of line for this, is that the only reason why this conversation is happening is because he plays for the Brooklyn Nets, which is a team in New York. And New York, I think, is probably one of the only states, if not a, a, a part of a select few, to mandate the vaccine in in the city right like mm -hmm. it's one of the only states that, so had he been playing for i don't know somewhere in oklahoma or another team i don't know that the same rules would have applied to him mm -hmm. so or it wouldn't have been as big of an issue so at the same time taking into consideration the fact that 
My man is making $31 million just on his contract alone. Mm-hmm. Like his, his, his playing contract this year through basketball is $31 million, got another $15 million through sponsorships and, and, and money outside of the sport. So, so he's willing to walk away from nearly $50 million just this year alone mm-hmm. because of what he believes. So yeah. I, I, I hope it doesn't take this route. But it's starting to sound and seem like a collar nick, another like collar nick situation part two, this time because of the vaccine. So I don't know. I just hope that as a system, Mm -hmm. we can start to be more open to people's choices. Now, again, for others of you who are like, nope, that's just is what it is. You you can't be mad at the man if he if he walks away or decides to go about it his own way. We don't control their lives. We might be fans of the sport. We might be supporters of the sport. We might be fans of Kyrie himself. Right. But you can't be mad at him for wanting to, you know, make a personal choice. That's, that's for himself. So I'll just come out and say I'm, I'm definitely with Kyrie on this. So we all know from an NFL standpoint, they got rid of Cam because he didn't want to get mm-hmm. vaccinated. Right. Mm-hmm. And so it's, it's a real situation now. Mm-hmm. This is where, for your point of, you know, New York is mandating it. And maybe if he was on any other team, you know, it wouldn't be a problem. However, it does show that you do not want to play by the rules. So now you're more of a liability to other teams. Like, okay, if you don't want to do this, then... We may not want you over here because you've what they're trying to argue is like, yo, you've been a a situation in all your teams. You've been injured. You know, now this situation like. What are we? I think we're talking about the vaccine because it's it's, you know, the most recent thing and it's relevant, but are we now taking something like that and now kind of putting it as you don't follow rules because you don't want to take this? No, nah, no, nah, but you can't even take that position. Look, I'm, I'm someone who I can honestly say that over the last three years, mm-hmm. a big portion of my work and my study have been related to team dynamics, culture, Right. From a business sense, that's kind of been my focus on my study. And I can I can tell you right now that culture isn't successful when you're forcing people to do something. If it does, mm-hmm. if it if it's not mission purpose driven, it's it, people are not going to rally behind it. Right now, at the same time, Kyrie didn't sign up to take vaccines like Kyrie isn't a scientist. Kyrie's a basketball player. So if he's abiding by your basketball rules, which right. I'm sure he is because you kept him on the team, you've brought him back, right? Like it's it's he's still there, so you got to assume that from a basketball standpoint, he's at least fulfilling the obligations to the bare minimum that would allow him to stay on the team. Now, this other portion of it, it's a completely new conversation that I can't call him a rule breaker because of this. To me, and, and yes, we might, we might say, and, and I'm a former athlete, so understand, we might say, oh, this person is selfish or he's putting himself above the team. That's maybe something we can say in the athletic world because he's looking out for himself. But I, I would ask respectfully for everyone who hasn't been at that level mm-hmm. to, to you, can't, you can't really share your opinion on that or, or, or bash him for it if you haven't been in his shoes willing to, you know, having to face those decisions. The stakes are much higher at that level, Nick's like, look, we could say he was due to make 600 million this year. Right. But if, if my man lost his life, I don't think none of this money matters. It don't matter how much he's worth. If he loses his life to something, whether because of physical, mental, whatever it is, none of this stuff matters. So it just, it's just crazy to me that in, in this whole conversation, we've seen so many people lose their lives. And in a way, we're saying, oh, that's, that's why we should get vaccinated. But we're not also mindful of how delicate life is. So I think there are more reasons to it. Really, what I'm trying to say, there are more reasons to this 
of him wanting to stay away from the vaccination. But I, I yeah, I can't I can't say he's a rule breaker because of that. Like no, if okay. it's not basketball related, yeah. I get it, but I I look at like that type of NBA, NFL, all those like I almost treat it like the government. Yeah. Like Yeah, we signed up to play this. But mm-hmm. really it's a lot more politics than expected. This is not yeah. particularly playing in the playground anymore, on the courts mm-hmm. outside anymore, right? It's you're dealing with you're dealing with a lot more politics and industry talk than maybe you're comfortable with. Like yeah. you are a player of the team. And this is I'm this is no shade to Kyrie. This I'm not saying it to lower him because he's highly successful. Right. I, I'm I'm looking at it from a business standpoint. And of course, from me being in the military, there's a lot of things I didn't really sign up for that I had to do. Now, understanding that, it's like, well, if this is business, it's business. Like, it's mm-hmm. nothing personal. We get your rights and, you know, what you want to do. And I don't even think it's the NBA that's making such a big deal. It is the outside world. It is the social, it's media, period, that is narrating how good or bad Kyrie is. How, Mm -hmm. like, I think somebody, I I don't want to misquote it, Stephen A. Smith got a lot of backlash for how negative he's talking about Kyrie. And that's not, you know, that's not what neither one of us is about to do or anything like that. But it's more on social media and media in general will spin how important this vaccination situation is or how important we or how we look at Kyrie at this moment when there was a rule that was placed and he is one He's the only one that's not going with it. Right. Well, you know what? Just because you bring you bring the the media situation up, I will say, and and this is probably the lesson part. I mean, it, it, so far we're really kind of just sharing our opinion. I mean, it is what it is. But I will say the lesson though, and we've talked about this before: the power of controlling your own narrative. Mm-hmm. When it was in the hands of the media. Everything, you didn't know what to believe. Oh, he's retiring. Oh, he's holding out. Oh, he's doing this. Oh, this is the case. Oh, he's that. But the fact that he's able to control his own narrative and simply have a method of going direct to consumer, going live and saying, all right, here's what it is. Let me tell you from me, you know, what's happening, what 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 it is, what, what I'm focused on. I understand it. So I think that is a big part of the lesson. Now, in the past, we've seen, we've said, when you have the, the platform, you can control the narrative. The part that I want to add this time is, yo, get to a level where you can at least be comfortable enough on camera to share that. Right. Because that's that's a tough that's a yeah. tough thing to go out. And I think I seen a screen share of him a lot. There were over like, I don't know, I think 16, 17,000 people on that live watching him. That's a lot. That's a lot, right? Like that's that could be very uncomfortable. So I think just to kind of spin it even from a from a just a simple lesson standpoint, it helps to have direct to consumer or just access to be able to share your voice and control your narrative. But you got to be comfortable enough and have you know the courage to speak out. Big facts. Shout out to Kyrie for actually using his platform and allowing us to hear his side. Because right. like I said, the, the very beginning part was like if they had promised that. I can understand the frustration. So shout out to Kyrie. But let's transition of social media and how the media depicts us into Meek Mill. Okay. So Meek Mill recently uh, came out with an album, Expensive Pain. It's a pretty good album. I ain't going to lie. And 
he did a recent interview with Complex. Shout out to Speedy. That um, I always say shout out like I know these people. I don't know Speedy, <laughs> but shout out to Speedy because I think he's amazing at what he does. But the topic of social media came out and how does he feel about it, right? Recently, he got some backlash from his album cover that was uh, created by an artist called Nina Chanel, right? Mm-hmm. Who is a uh, African-American who creates art to totally empower uh, females. Put it on his album. He, they, his marketing team put it on a whole bus. Some individual, shout out to my dog in the background just walking around, but um, it, this individual, Caucasian man, um, went on social media and was like, this is how you want to be depicted, females. This is how you want to be depicted, black women. Which I just found it really ignorant. But, of course, that plus all the rumors that, you know, Meek Mill has, the battles. Like, mm. how does Meek feel? Feel, And so this is what he said. I see a comment about myself and want to go extra harder. Mm-hmm. So, like, that world is, like, imaginary to me. You would see a thousand people on the internet today. I would go viral on the internet. Number one trending. Let's walk into an arena right now. Ten minutes later, I'm going to show you how they clap and scream for Meek Mill. That is a facade. And they use it to actually contain artists and control artists. Mm. So, I, the fact that he said, like, control artists, I feel that that could be possibly true. There's no facts, mm. right? Right. But we we've continuously see different celebrities, influencers who get to a certain point and then all of a sudden there's some rumors, there's some cancellation, there's something that is always a problem. And if the particular influencer, celebrity artist engages with it, then they're the bad guy. Right. Um, Like, for example, the whole Dave Chappelle situation. Everybody's trying to cancel my man right now. Um, You either want to cancel him or you don't based off art that he's done. And I call his comedy art because, you know, who am I to say that it's not? You know, that's his way of expressing himself and in a comedic way. So I feel as if we put too much strength on social media. We put too much power to something that literally can turn off. Like we do still live real lives, regardless if even in my past conversations of being truly authentic on social media and show who you really are and what you really do. And which is true. There are still people who are going to have an opinion about what you do regardless. Like that is the thing. Social media gives a platform to everybody. Regardless if they deserve a platform or not, regardless if they're, intelligent or not or harmful or not like everybody has a platform understanding that we have to be very mindful that there is going to be a time where we reach a certain level and people are going to say some crazy stuff and we have to understand with having our own platform comes responsibilities and ignorant stuff that we have to deal with, period. And it's not for the week. But I like what Meek said with, you know what? You can keep me trending, like how he was trending with the, you know, when he battled Drake and the, you know, um, breakup with Nicki Minaj There was rumors that him and Ross had a problem. But then go to a show, everybody is still screaming Mm. his name 
and reciting his lyrics. Yeah. Yeah. So are we going to, I'll say this, are we going to have our panties in a bunch for 15 minutes or maybe, you know, depending how big it is, a whole day out of 300 and some days of the year, out of your whole lifespan, because I think he's 34, right? Are we going to trip off of what people who don't honestly know us, who mm. haven't really lived our life or even in our circle and family members, like they're not that, what they may think, because they don't pay our bills or anything, but then when I go do my regular stuff in real life, I'm still loved. I'm still getting paid. I'm still have a support system. Like nothing changes, but yeah. I can't put my care on what you may think in Wyoming. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you never met me. You never had right. a conversation with me. You don't yeah. know my true goals, my true situation. You're just going based off of what you saw and you had your own opinion. So, I, and I love how we put the Kyrie and the Meek situation because it's really just media in general of yeah. how somebody perceives you. And it's up to you what you do with that. But that has been, of course, from a deeper topic of why mental health is actually being talked about way more because yeah. of situations that are happening in a virtual world that can be yeah. turned off in any situation. Yeah. 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 I mean, and, and I think it reminds me of the flight assessment because anytime we're talking on the flight assessment and we start telling people, uh, this is the portion of the report that lets you know how others see you. I kid you not, Nikki, 95% of the time I get a reaction about that part of it. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, what, what do they see? What do they mm -hmm. think? Mm -hmm. and, I'm, and I understand, like, we're just almost wired to care what other people think. Yeah. Right? Now, at scale, what is, what is that scale? What other people think at scale is social media. Right? Like you have billions of people sharing their opinions. And if you happen to be someone who's known or popular or has large influence and a large following, you have hundreds of thousands, thousands, hundreds, whatever it is of people sharing their opinion and their thoughts about you. So, yeah, you're right. It can absolutely be mentally draining. It can be very tough just emotionally to, to handle all of these different thoughts and ideas about who you are and who you're supposed to do, be and what you can do and what you can't do. And I think it's a great opportunity for us to practice and train ourselves just to, yeah, how can we, how can we navigate that world? Mm -hmm. So I'm not mad at Meek for saying that's a world that I turn off and he's really able to create separation between virtual world and real world. Like virtual world is necessary. It's important. I understand the, the limits of it but I'm not going to allow it to peek into my real world. Because at the end of the day, as he said, if I go into, you know, a, an arena, of course, there's going to be all these people showing love. My personal opinion on it, I think it comes down to two things. It comes down to boredom and greed. Mm. It's people who are bored. So they feel like, ah, I'm bored. Let me just kind of bandwagon to share my opinion. And it's greed because you're so selfish that we like entertainment and we know that Meek Mill at the end of the day is an entertainer. So if he came to our city, we'll go to his show. So it's like <laughs> you're suffering from both of those sides from a consumer standpoint that I think is what's contributing to the larger issue. But I love it from a producer standpoint, or at least from his perspective. It's like, you know what? No, I'm, I'm way past it. I'm at a point where I can create separation between my digital world and my real world so that it doesn't affect me. And, and he has proved to show it. So I think yeah. that also helps. Yeah. And, and you know, you, you look at what he actually produces. He has like five albums and like multiple mixtapes and it's still relevant. Like, I think he's been in the game for a whole decade. So right. 
it's and I do remember the times when Meek was concerned about social media. He deactivated his Instagram multiple times, you know, Um, (laughs) dealing with Drake and the social media world with the memes like that was a situation. But as you get mature with your craft and you get mature with this social media game, you understand I can turn this off and then come back in a few days and no one is talking about me. Mm. No one. That's real. What's, what's your take on, um, just a, a quick question, what's your take on um, some of these new features that allow you to turn off comments uh, to not show the number of likes? Uh, like what? I'm just curious. What, what's your take on that whole great. thing? I think it's great. I think it gives people peace of mind. But the problem is we do care about what people say and how many people like us. And Mm. so not many people have probably turned that off, um, especially since these platforms will actually uh, not promote you as much if you do turn off your comments. So Mm. they're trying to say, you know, don't care about what people say. But if we don't know what people say about you, we're not going to promote you. And so social media what about knows from what a they're likes doing. Num- what about from a number standpoint with the likes? Do you think like someone's following can take a hit because I don't know, think like- that one. I don't think. OK, I don't think that could take so much of a hit because uh, social media hasn't put too much value to likes for a while since there were bots before that you could buy likes. And so. Mm. Uh, many of the social medias don't really put too much strength and energy into that. Um, but once again, not a lot of people are turning it off because they want to see how many people like that particular content because we've got so accustomed to it. Social Mm -hmm. media has created a place where we care about vanity metrics And it's hard to unplug from that after years of saying, this is important. This is important. People like you. You're popular. You're one of the top influencers because you have this amount of engagement and this amount of followers. And like when you step back on it, you're like, yo, this is this isn't real life. But at a some point if you play the game right it can be your real life in a positive way like people know you in real life who you are people feel like they know you in real life now that sometimes backfires because you are in control of what you put and so some people assume they know you Mm. um which if you do the social media platform right, they could be true or they could be false. So I wish people could leverage social media, but don't put too much power to social media. Yeah, Use it to get to the next level, create an amazing community that rock with you for what you do and how dominant you are in your craft. However, don't get it to the point where you are stressing about what people say about you because you still have to deal with that in real life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you can't yeah. deal with it in social media, you probably deal with it worse in real life. Just saying. Mm. What? That is the end. That's it. How are you feeling? How are you feeling? How do yeah. you like it? Yeah. Yeah, no, good conversation. I mean, I think, um, you know, I, I, I wish I wish more people can do this, uh, you know, in, in even bigger places that matter. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't I can't say that we necessarily agree on every single topic we discuss, but we're able to have conversation and, you know, bring our perspectives to the table, extract the lessons from it and move on. Like literally, that's literally what we do every single week. Mm-hmm. So I just wish that this could at some point serve as an example in bigger places that matter, 
uh, of like, yo, we can actually do that. Like we can not believe the same thing or have different perspectives on something, but still talk about it, uh, extract the good and bad, the pros and cons of it, take some lessons on how we can do it better and move on. And not, um, not insult and not, yeah, yeah, not have any kind of hard feelings afterwards. Absolutely. Some things can, can have a healthy conversation. Yeah. And it not downplay who you are. That's it. That's it. I agree. Yeah, straight up. But listen, follow us everywhere at Nikki and Moose. Leave us a review. We appreciate it. Every Tuesday, we're going on live on social media. I can't even say uh, Mm -hmm. YouTube anymore because we're doing some changes and we're trying some new things. So go check us out mainly on YouTube at 8 p.m. on Tuesdays, uh, 7 p.m. Central, 5 p.m. West Coast time. But, Moose, final words. Yeah, I mean, I want to kind of play off of this last piece that we talked about, but I think it's a good reminder for people to know that just because things are not going according to plan doesn't mean that it's not a part of the plan. Just because things are not going according to plan doesn't mean it's not a part of the plan. It doesn't mean that you haven't been called to do it. It doesn't mean that you're not the right person for it. It means that you just got to dig a little deeper, right, to show that you can be trusted with it.